Welcome to our first, and hopefully not last, TDA Soundbite Podcast. I'm Leanne Johnson, TDA Member Services Director, and with me today is Diane Rhodes, TDA Senior Policy Manager, and guest Jess Calvert, TDA Public Affairs Director. In each podcast, we will take a bite out of topics of interest to member dentists. Today's episode is taking a bite out of the 86th legislative session. What's new for Texas dentists? Jess, it's my understanding that every legislative session has a personality. How would you describe the personality of the 86th and how did that personality affect TDA's ability to achieve its legislative agenda? Thank you, Leanne, and I appreciate the opportunity to discuss these issues today. Yes, each legislative session does have its own personality and tone. They are determined by things such as who is in power, Republicans or Democrats, and what the priority issues are, such as the budget or redistricting, or in the case of this session, property tax reform and public school finance reform. These two items dominated the 86th legislative session, and there was a leadership change in the Texas House that also changed the personality of the chamber and the entire legislature. Representative Dennis Bonin, a Republican from Angleton, was elected speaker on the first day of session, and he immediately set the tone by stating the House would tackle property tax reform and public school finance reform. Now, how did that affect the TDA and our agenda? The legislature only meets every two years for 140 days, so it really is a mad dash from day one to get your stuff done. With the legislature taking on two of the most complicated issues possible, the majority of their already limited time was obligated. So we had to compete with all other stakeholders, and there are literally thousands of them, for the little time that remained. And we had a very aggressive agenda, so we needed time. In the end, the entire team really came together to convince lawmakers that our issues deserved their attention and time, and we were able to accomplish our goals. Thanks, Jess. The big topic on most members' minds is definitely insurance. Diane, tell us about TDA's comprehensive insurance reform bill, HB 2486, and how this law helps Texas dentists. Every day in dental offices across Texas, dental patients and dentists face unnecessary and unfair complications that are associated with dental insurance. TDA's comprehensive insurance reform bill, HB 2486, addresses four key dental insurance issues often plaguing Texas dental patients and Texas dentists. The bill requires state-regulated insurance companies to have free web portals in which dentists and patients can access all of a patient's dental benefit information prior to a patient's dental appointment. The web portals will be housed separately by each insurance company and will be accessible to dentists that are contracted with a specific insurance company and those dentists not contracted with a specific insurance company. The second part of the bill requires insurance companies to pay dentists according to the payment method chosen by the dentist. Dentists can no longer be forced into accepting one form of payment, such as virtual credit cards, and instead, dentists are allowed to select the best payment method for their individual dental practice. Dentists can choose to be paid by hard check, electronic funds transfer, etc. Insurance companies must also be transparent and clearly disclose any transaction fees dentists may occur when choosing a particular payment method. The third part of the bill requires dental insurance companies to only deduct the amount of an overpayment for dental services from the treating dentist that received the overpayment. Currently, an insurance company may deduct payment from a patient's treating dentist based on an overpayment made to a completely different dentist 
for services performed on a beneficiary covered under the patient's insurance plan. And last, the bill requires insurance, within certain exceptions such as fraud, to pay prior authorized dental claims. It's important to note the distinction between prior approval and predetermination. This law applies to prior approvals. In these types of cases, the dentist has submitted all required prior approval documentation, such as x-rays and treatment plans, to the insurance company as part of the company's required prior approval process for certain dental codes. Once the dentist has the prior authorization approval from the insurance company, the company is required to pay that claim. HB 2486 was an important part of TDA's ongoing commitment to increasing transparency of third-party payers and dental insurance companies and improving dentists and patients' rights. So Diane, you said at the beginning that HB 2486 applies to state-regulated insurance. What does that mean? HB 2486 amends the Texas Insurance Code, which regulates state insurance. Insurance plans maintained by private sector employers, for example, large employer groups such as Walmart, are often governed by the Employee Retirement Income Security Act of 1974, more commonly known as ERISA. Texas dentists are responsible for determining whether a patient's insurance plan is regulated by the state of Texas and subject to state insurance laws such as HB 2486, or whether the plan is regulated by the federal government via ERISA. This can be done by checking the patient's insurance card or calling the insurance company directly. So let's switch gears. TDA's long been an advocate for community water fluoridation. Tell us about TDA's efforts this session to protect community water fluoridation. Yes, yeah, so TDA has been a strong advocate for community water fluoridation and for good reasons. It really is a public health benefit. So this session, as directed by the House of Delegates, we crafted legislation, House Bill 3552, to require water systems that add fluoride to their water to report to the state and their consumers at least 60 days before terminating added fluoride. Uh, the effort originated from TDA members who noticed that some water systems across the state would terminate fluoride without any notification to anyone. Fluoride would be in the water one day and gone the next. So the decision to terminate might have been a formal decision made by leadership of a system, or it could have come from a single water engineer who simply decided to quit adding it. In either case, consumers of the water were not made aware of the decision. So with passage of this bill, consumers will be informed and stakeholders like the TDA will be able to combat anti-fluoride efforts given we will have a heads up. Thanks, Jess. TDA not only advocates offensively, but also defensively. I mean, we are a football state, right? <laughs> there you go. It's no secret that every legislative session, TDA faces attempts by non-dentists to practice dentistry in Texas. I'm sure the same happened this session. How did TDA prevent unwarranted scope of practice expansion? Yes, playing defense is a vital part of our legislative agenda, and we spend a lot of time and energy every session to combat scope of practice expansion efforts by non-dentists. The dentist is the head of the team and is trained and educated to properly and comprehensively care for patients. Other members of the dental team are also trained and educated to perform their specific functions, and they are extremely valuable to the dentist and the patient. Each member of the team has their role and there are no shortcuts to being properly trained and educated to treat patients. We prevented efforts this session that would have created a dental mid-level provider that would have operated in an independent fashion. 
That proposal gave the mid-level the authority to bill Medicaid independent of the dentist and bill private insurance independent of the dentist. We recognize that there are access to care issues in Texas and we have solutions that don't remove the patient from the dentist. The state has a role in addressing access issues. Programs like loan assistance put dentists in areas of need, additional funding to the state oral health program, which does things like educate Texans on the importance of maintaining good oral health, regularly going to the dentist, and additional funding to Medicaid Dental. These things are solutions that don't remove the patient from the dentist. So the TDA advocates for these type of programs in an effort to provide access where it is needed. Again, removing the patient from the dentist is not a solution, and we work with lawmakers every session to prevent that from happening. I also want to mention that on defense, the TDA safeguarded the dentist-patient relationship by ensuring that dentists were not included in legislation specifically designed to protect Texans from surprise medical bills when being treated in emergency rooms. Initial drafts of that bill included dentists, which would have prevented the ability to balance bill patients and thus limiting a patient's ability to choose his or her dentist. Thanks, Jess. Diane, there's been significant discussion both nationally and statewide about preventing the abuse and misuse of opioids. What are the prescribing habits of dentists in Texas and how did TDA work with other healthcare provider organizations like the Texas Medical Association to create reasonable controlled substance requirements for prescribers? Well, as healthcare providers, Texas dentists have a very important role in helping prevent opioid pain medications from being misused and abused. Although the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reported that opioid prescribing continues to decline since its peak in 2012, the struggle to curb patient misuse and abuse continues. 20 years ago, dental schools taught dentists to prescribe virtually all patients opioids for certain dental procedures such as extractions, but that significantly changed. Texas dentists are now using other pain reduction options as the standard, such as alternating schedules between ibuprofen and acetaminophen. TDA continues to support requiring dentists to register with the Texas Prescription Monitoring Program and utilize it as appropriate in conjunction with patient assessment and patient education to help prevent opioid abuse. Open communication and understanding between the dentist and a patient remains one of the strongest deterrents to opioid misuse and abuse. As pointed out in the Texas House Select Committee report on opioids and substance abuse, prevention is key to reducing first incidence and reoccurrence of substance abuse. TDA also supported legislation this session that creates reasonable measures to help address prescription opioid abuse in Texas. HB 2174 limits the duration of Schedule II controlled substance prescriptions for acute pain, requires electronic prescribing after January 1, 2021, with certain exceptions, and requires continuing education in the prescribing and monitoring of opioids. HB 3284 delays mandatory checking of a patient's prescription monitoring program history until March 1, 2020. So Diane, we know from data analysis that TDA represents a majority of dentists that participate in Medicaid, CHIP, and other public health dental programs. What did TDA accomplish this session that benefits those dentists? TDA spends a significant amount of energy and resources advocating for dentists that participate in Medicaid and CHIP and other public health dental programs. 
TDA supported efforts this session by the Coalition of Texans with Disabilities to create a dental pilot program within HB 4533 to study currently available Medicaid dental benefits for disabled adults and determine which dental benefits would be the most cost-effective to reduce emergency room and inpatient hospitalization of adults with disabilities. Unfortunately, right now, there's a segment of the intellectual and developmentally disabled population that doesn't have access to Medicaid dental coverage. And those patients often end up in the hospital emergency room where they only receive palliative care and in many instances, opioids for pain that can ultimately result in the patient's misuse and abuse of opioids in the future. The best outcome for these patients is to receive comprehensive dental care from a dentist at the dentist's office and not emergency care at the hospital. This session, budget constraints prevented the Texas legislature from giving providers, including physicians and dentists, a Medicaid rate increase. However, TDA was able to preserve Medicaid dental funding from state budget cuts and supported legislation to improve Medicaid dental program administration. TDA will be back again in 2021 advocating for a rate increase for dentists. TDA constantly works with the Health and Human Service Commission, the Office of Inspector General, and other state agencies to achieve program changes that directly improve Texas dentists' experience with public health dental programs and lead to significant improvements in the delivery of dental care to Texans. It's very important for Texas to have a strong dental public health safety net in order for Texans that are in the most need of care and have the most difficulty accessing dental care in many circumstances to get the care that they need. TDA members can keep up to date on the association's advocacy efforts within public health by reading the monthly Medicaid update in the TDA today and TDA for Medicaid in TDA's legislative and regulatory publication, The Root. Thanks for giving our publications a shout out, Diane. We appreciate that. And we hope all of our members find them helpful and informative. It sounds like TDA's advocacy is a year-round effort. What state agency advocacy efforts is TDA pursuing in the interim? Well, TDA is going to keep a very close eye on and be directly involved with state agency rulemaking at the Texas Department of Insurance, the Texas State Board of Dental Examiners, Health and Human Services Commission, and other state agencies. Unlike statutory changes that can only occur when the legislature is in session, agency rulemaking is a much more fluid process that occurs throughout the year. The state's top legislative and agency decision makers seek TDA's presence and guidance, and we represent our members year-round. Thanks, Diane. Jess, what, if anything, is on the legislative horizon for the 87th session? Well, we're always gathering data from the membership and from trends around the country. Uh, calls that come into the TDA central office are always helpful. They help us identify issues of concern with things such as insurance and Medicaid. Uh, given our success with insurance this past session, I anticipate that we will tackle some things there again. I also think that technology is really changing the way healthcare is provided. Uh, we've seen significant efforts on the medical side with telemedicine. Uh, we saw some focus this past session with teledentistry, and I think we can count on teledentistry being an issue, and we're already formulating ideas on that with a focus on maintaining current standards of care and emphasizing dentist oversight, supervision, and delegation. So we'll ask the final question of you, Jess. Um, what's the most important thing you want our listeners to know about TDA's advocacy? It's a good question, and TDA's advocacy efforts work because of the membership. So to the listeners, please be involved. TDA has a team of experts representing you every day in the halls of the Capitol and in the regulatory agencies. We know the people, we know the systems, and we know how to navigate things through it. 
but we're not the member dentists. Involvement can be as small as an annual donation to DENPAC, and I strongly encourage each and every member to contribute what they can to our PAC. Involvement can be as large as being a key contact dentist to a state senator or state representative. So involvement comes in many forms, but we really need every member participating at some level. TDA advocacy efforts protect Texas dentists and Texas dental patients. So again, please be involved, and if we can help any member determine what their role can be, please reach out to us and let us know. Thanks to both Diane and Jess for participating in today's podcast. Our next podcast will be pushed out sometime in August. In the meantime, let us know what you want discussed by emailing your suggestions to tda-dlra at tda.org. That's tda-dlra at tda.org. I'd like to thank our current members for their support of the Texas Dental Association, the American Dental Association, and their local dental society. TDA maintains a strong advocacy program on behalf of dentistry in Texas. If you're not a member, we'd be honored to have you join us and further strengthen our efforts. For information about becoming a TDA member, please call 1-800-832-1145 and ask for anyone in the member services department. Or you can go online to tda.org and click join now.